Let's take our Bibles out. We'd like to read our scripture lessons for today. We have two verses from Proverbs to, to provide some ballast for what we're going to be reading. Proverbs 16, 17, and then 22, 28. Listen here to God's word. The highway of the upright is to depart from evil. He who watches his way preserves his life. 22, 28, do not move the ancient boundary which your fathers have set. Amen. Then from Jeremiah, we'll read from Jeremiah chapter six, verses 16 through 19. And then we'll turn to Jeremiah 31 and read 21 through 26. Again, listen here to God's word. Thus says the Lord, stand by the ways and see and ask for the ancient paths where the good way is and walk in it and you will find rest for your souls. But they said, we will not walk in it. And I set watchmen over you, saying, Listen to the sound of the trumpet. But they said, We will not listen. Therefore hear, O nations, and know, O congregation, what is among them. Hear, O earth, behold, I am bringing disaster on this people, the fruit of their plans, because they have not listened to my words. And as for my law, they have rejected it also. Then chapter 31, Set up for yourself roadmarks, Place for yourself guideposts. Direct your mind to the highway by which you went out. Return, O virgin of Israel. Return to these your cities. How long will you go here and there, O faithless daughter? For the Lord has created a new thing in the earth. A woman will encompass a man. Thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel. Once again they will speak this word in the land of Judah and in its cities when I restore their fortunes. The Lord bless you, O abode of righteousness, O holy hill. Judah and all its cities will dwell together in it, the farmer and they who go about with flocks. For I satisfy the weary one and refresh everyone who languishes. At this I awoke and looked, and my sleep was pleasant to me. Amen. And then from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 11, the last three verses, 28 through 30, very familiar passages, verses. Listen here again to God's word. Jesus said, Come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Amen. We'll take just a few moments to bow our heads and silently meditate upon God's word, which we've read. Lord God, we look to you. to cause your word to have an entree into our hearts and into our lives that's deep, rich, and fruitful. Ah, oh, Lord God, we hunger for, thirst for your word and for your truth. So come speak to us, nurture us, build us up on that foundation we sang about earlier. Build our lives up. Help us, Lord, be your faithful people. We pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, our Savior and the Lord of all. Amen. 
Did you hear about the ruling which the Tenth Circuit Court of Appeals, the federal uh, appellate court, made about two or three weeks ago? Uh, the Tenth Circuit Court is the one out in, uh, it's in, uh, covers Colorado, Mexico, Utah, parts of Oklahoma, Kansas, Wyoming, I think. It ruled that a Fort Collins, Colorado ordinance that forbade women going topless in public was unconstitutional that it was inherently discriminatory and furthered sexual stereotyping. You didn't hear about that? Every high school boy has heard about that. <laughs> What's going on? I mean, these are federal judges appointed for life who rule that way. What's the problem? Here's the problem. Boundaries can be moved. Roads can be changed. And gods can be changed. We preached about that a couple of weeks ago. People can change gods. And in the United States of America, we're busy doing exactly that. Legislators, judges, business leaders, and regular people like us are all complicit in this change that's going on. Going from one roadway to another roadway, from one God to another God. Well, welcome to the world of Jeremiah. Jeremiah 6, is our main text, was written early on, spoken, I should say, early on, wasn't written until later on, spoken early on in the days of Jeremiah's ministry. It's while Josiah was king. Now you have to remember back to before Christmas, we did a whole series the last two or three months of the last year on Second Chronicles. And Josiah was the premier figure there. He's the king, remember the, the young boy king who began to seek the Lord at an early age and, and then he did all this stuff and he was really big, a good guy. And the signal event that happened in his reign was they rediscovered in the temple the book of the law. Things were so bad, remember for 57 years before him, there'd been, a, there'd been Manasseh and then Manasseh's son Amnon and his father, and they had done horrible things. And people didn't even know where the Bible was. And lo and behold, Josiah had a heart for God, had him clean up the temple, and they discovered the Bible, the book of the law. They read it, brought it, and said, look at this, what it says. And Josiah responded with contrition, repentance, and turning back toward God. Uh, it transformed his life. It transformed national life. It was unprecedented. Remember there was a Passover that said that he said, we gotta do a Passover. And he said, we've not done a Passover for centuries. And there had never been one like it before. It was what the scripture says, none like it before and it was the best of all. And this book of the law, this discovery that was made during Josiah's reign, which happens in the early part of Jeremiah's ministry, countered, went against all the flow of national life, of what Israel had been doing. And though there was, national, there was transformation, all these things happened, yet most of the nation was only superficially affected. 
Would you show Jeremiah 6.10 up here, Herb? God says here, To whom shall I speak and give warning that they may hear? Behold, their ears are closed and they cannot listen. Behold, the word of the Lord has become a reproach to them. They have no delight in it. That's a telling statement from God about the situation in Israel, Judah, that is to say, at the time of Jeremiah. That's just earlier in chapter 6 where we had read earlier, just read today. Uh, Their ears are closed. They hear all the sound of it, but they cannot hear it. They will not hear it. Now you've been like that. I've been like that before at different things where I can sit here, you know, I can read an entire book and finish it and not tell you a single thing that I read. Though I read every word. Because my mind was going other places. Things were going on around me. I have had students sit in class and we speak, 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 speak. And you ask them, well, no, I didn't hear any of that. Now they heard it all, but they didn't hear any of it. So this, this revival, this transformation that happened in Judah, in Israel, was superficial at best. The people gave lip service to this but it did not touch their lives. Here's what they were. Thank you, Herb. They had no delight in God's word. That's the telling thing. They, had, they were not eager to read the scriptures. They weren't eager to hear what God had to say. They had their own agenda, they had their own mind, they had, knew where they wanted to go, what to do. <clears throat> they had no delight in God's word. You could take that word delight and do a little word study, you'd find out some interesting things there. Well, what is one to do in circumstances like that? Well, we need to remember that God always has a witness. He always has a call. He always has a reminder about how things really are. And such was the case as well. Here we read in, in Jeremiah 6, it said, Stand by the ways and look for the ancient paths where the good way is and walk in it. That's a call that's reprehensible to progressives, right? Stand by the way and look for the ancient paths. Hold on, I don't want to be ancient, I want to be new. Find with a good way, good way? Well, there's, there's my way and there's the highway, as it were. The good way, how, how can anyone say what's good? Did you hear what... The San Antonio uh, City Council did, I think it was just this week. San Antonio, the Alamo, defending things. They, they refused to allow Chick-fil-A to have a spot in the airport. Because they're so demeaning of other people. They're, they're, you know, they're not opening whatever to other folks. So of course to show that we support being open to everyone, they keep them out. Right? Stand by the way. Ask where the, look at all the pathways, see where the ancient way is, the good way, and walk in it. Uh, our waywardness will lead us to having issues. People will be unsettled. They'll be troubled. They'll always be pushed this way, that way, another way. Unsettled. You won't find rest for your souls. Won't be there. But God's watchmen, 
God's witnesses are there to remind people of him and of his word. Jeremiah and those like him did that in Israel of old. Now, it turns out that Jeremiah's witness is a sign for ill, not for good, as it turns out. They say, we will not listen. We will not walk in it. Therefore, God has a case against the people and against the land. Here what he says is, hear, O nations, hear, O earth. He describes what Israel had done. They said, we won't do this. He has a lawsuit. He wants to be public and abroad. Here's what they, they won't do. They won't listen to me. They close their ears. He says, therefore, I'm going to bring disaster on this people. So that's what's going to happen. Because of this, you know why, you know the reasons. We've outlined them here. This is what's going to happen. They're going to get the fruit of their ways. They had moved boundaries. That is, they had taken ethical, spiritual truths, shoved them to one side, and put in new ones. You know what? Judgment happened. 597, and again in 587. First, when the Babylonians came in, took away some of them. Ezekiel and Daniel being among them, who went away in 597. In 587, the whole nation was wiped out. All were subject to it. None were exempt. Innocent and wicked alike experienced the judgment of God, which speaks to us about the covenantal relationship of life. You know, we're all part of, we're going to go the way America goes, even if we disagree with the way America's going. The judgment that falls will fall on all of us. That's true for families, that's true for, you know, the innocent as well as the wicked. Now, isn't that a pretty bleak picture? Oh, my goodness, yes. So aren't you glad that Jeremiah had another word in Jeremiah 31? Because you have to read Jeremiah 31 along with Jeremiah 6 here. It's about the promise. Here's what it says. Set up for yourself road marks, place for yourself guideposts, direct your mind to the highway, the way by which you went. Return, O virgin of Israel, return to these your cities. How long will you go here and there, O faithless daughter? That's a great word. There's a call to the faithless daughter, the wandering, promiscuous daughter. Come back. Come back. What your song says. Come back. What Gary's thing. Come back. Those in exile, those who've done all those, come on back. Come home. How do they return? By the way, did you notice how he, he termed them? Virgin daughter. Virgin daughter. I know all that, but come back, I'll make you new. So return how? Via roadmarks and guideposts. Direct your hearts to the highway by which you went. That is, look at where you've been, look what you've done, and repent. Return. Come. I will restore you. I will satisfy you. I will refresh you. That's what he says. I will uh, restore your fortunes. I will satisfy the weary ones and refresh everyone who languishes. Now there's this curious verse, the last part of verse 22. For the Lord has created a new thing in the earth. A woman will encompass a man.
What's that mean? Right there in the middle of that. What's it mean? It means God's going to do the impossible. The cow's going to jump over the moon, right? We used to say the Phillies will win the World Series. We can't say that anymore. But God's going to do the impossible. Now, the Geneva Bible of 1599 has little notes at the bottom of it. I have a copy of that. And it says that that is a foresighting, a hello, wake up, look, look forward. <clears throat> it's a foretelling of the incarnation. That is of the Lord Jesus Christ. How can a faithless daughter become a virgin? How can a promiscuous person be brought back and be made new? Answer, by the transforming power of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah, it's a good thing. Jesus was conceived by the Holy Spirit without a sin nature. He delights in God's word. He does God's will. He brings forgiveness, renewal, and restoration. And that all happens in the virgin's womb where the woman encompasses a man, not because a man has been there, but because God does something there. The woman encompasses a man, the man, the promise, and he brings all those things to pass. So what does Jesus say in Matthew 11, 28 through 30? He says, come to me. Come to me. If you're weary, if you're heavy laden, if you're burdened, come to me. If you're walking down fruitless ways, down byways and sideways, if you've moved the boundaries and you're disaffected, disillusioned with life, come to me, he says. Come to me. He says, come and take my yoke on you and learn. Let's show John 14, 6 if we could, Herb. Here's what Jesus says. <clears throat> I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Jesus is the way. I mean, he's the one who, who teaches and shows. And what he's saying here, by the way, he's referring exactly back to uh, uh, Jeremiah 6.16. I'm the way. I'm the way. Uh, he's the truth. You have all kinds of maps that may be right or wrong. He has the true map. He is that. He's the life. He has life and can give it to us abundantly, where we're satisfied, regardless of circumstances. No one, no one comes to the Father but through Him. Thank you, Herb. Uh, now, some application for this. We're in days like those of Jeremiah. I don't know how you can think of it any other way. We're in days just like Jeremiah where people have said no to God. They're going to go a new way, some other way, said no to God. And so remember what we said earlier? God always has a witness. God always has a word. God always has a call. Listen to this word that Paul tells us in 
Philippians. Herb, you got that one up there? <clears throat> this is to us. This is to the body of Christ. This is to individual Christians, as well as the church as a whole. Prove yourselves to be blameless and innocent, children of God, above reproach, in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation, among whom you appear, or you shine, as lights, as luminaries and stars, in the world, holding fast, or holding forth, the word of life. What I got, hodling? Hosting. That's holding. That's my error. I typed it wrong. <laughs> I repent. Uh, there's, there's our call. That's the call. Jeremiah lived in days like that, uh, midst of a crooked and perverse generation. We live in days like that. What are we supposed to do? Sigh and go along with the flow? Sigh and give up? No, it says we're to shine. Hold forth the word of life. That's what we're to do. That's what you're to do. That's what I'm to do. That's what we as a congregation are to do. And you will look different. Why do stars shine out at night? Because they're different than the darkness all around them. You cannot but see them if the night's clear. You cannot but see the stars. So all the things that... was happening in Jeremiah's day or happening in our day and more. Our society has lost its way. It's mapless. It's disoriented. It's wandering. That case with the Fort Collins regulation points to a major issue that is a foundational issue that's corrupted our society. They've lost the distinction between male and female. We're all human, but there's male and there's female. They cannot be the same. And all the work that the women's movement has done is to try to make women more like men. May I say to you, that's false. You don't want to go that way. You can push that way for, for times and times and times, but don't go that way as a society and as an individual. Men and women are different, all each made in the image of God, but they're different. We've lost that. And so one of the things I would suggest is that you raise that issue with people. You talk with them. Do you understand that men and women are different? Boys and girls are different. We can't choose which one we're going to be. You know that? You can't. Now you can, our society says you can't. Because they've lost a foundational thing. They've moved the boundaries. They've, they've lost the roadway. They're wandering in the wilderness. But you say, no, 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 that's not true. Now, there's a lot to be unpacked. There's a lot to be said. But you need to be a faithful witness and shine that forth. Now, I'd like to, right on time, close with verse 26 that we read from Jeremiah 31. At this I awoke and looked and my sleep was pleasant to me. That's about the best of the things that Jeremiah says about his own life. Jeremiah was a weeping prophet. He had deep distress and all these things. 
But he, he saw this and saw that God is able to restore what's been lost. He's able to bring back that which has been thrown away. He's able to take that which is the faithless person and bring them back as the virgin, the pure, the right. So his, in the face of all this disillusion, discouragement, and rampant sin, he awakes, and my sleep was pleasant. God is on his throne. God knows what's going on. We thank him for his mercy. Because he's pulling people out in the midst of all this. He's pulling people out, and he's going to restore things. All right. I'm two minutes over, but I'll go a little bit more. We forget the powerful, powerful impact that the Holy Spirit can work in a, in a people, in a person, in a land, in a nation. Who was I talking with? Someone this week. Would we have ever imagined if the, if the Peter and the Paul and the apostles were sitting around and they said, you know, 2,000 years from now, over on the other side of the world, in a place called America, there's going to be a bunch of these people, they're going to be talking about us. Ha, 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 right, yes, 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 ha, ha, ha. Ah, but we are. That's because of the power of the gospel. So while things look like it's being overpowered, it's not. God has all kinds of spiritual torpedoes out here that are just waiting to explode to go off in people's lives and in nations. And we look forward to that. And we awake and our sleep is pleasant because we have a hope in God. Hope that he's put in our hearts and our minds. God will be victorious. He will bring us through. He'll show us the right roadway, the right map. Our lives can be put back in order. And while we, like Jeremiah, may end up going in, in exile with the nation, God will shine through our lives and be a witness to his goodness and to his glory. And who could want more than that? I want to be faithful to God, show forth his goodness and his glory by my life, by my words. May we all do so. Amen. I'm not done yet. Have you never had the experience where Christ has cleansed you, you're all good and ready to go and all that? And the devil comes in and reminds you, well, you did this. You've never had that? You've never had that? Oh, man. I said, oh, Lord, I did do that. When I was 17, when I was 10, when I was 37. That's about as old as I get. But he'll come and beat you up with that. And so part of what we wanted to say today is that, you know, hold on. Yeah, that's all true. That's all there. But Christ has redeemed me. Right? We need to know that. So even though he has all this stuff he can plaster up, God, under the blood. So don't let the devil beat up on you like that. Don't let him do that. And it takes, sometimes it's hard to stand that way because he said, say, I resist it. Now I'm done.